Hi everybody. So we're just uh, getting things going here. And what's up, John? How you doing, man? Let's wait for Alexandria to get on here. Welcome to episode 19 of Photography Chat. It's good to have everyone on here. What's up, Julianne? Something not for sale? Hi, Sarah. Happy Thursday to everybody. Hope everyone's doing okay. How's everyone's week been so far? There she is. Okay. And... Hey, Stephanie. What's up, JP? Hello, David. JP, my dude. All right, we're just waiting for Alexandria to join in. I'm not doing too bad, David. I'm uh, still in Vancouver at the moment. Um, I was supposed to be back in Toronto two Saturdays ago, but um, we got um, exposed in, in Calgary and um, had to delay our trip back, which was a little, oh wait, let's try this again, go live. For some reason, is saying that she can't join. Who's calling the cops? Hi. Hey. <laughs> JP saying he's calling the cops. Thanks. He always <laughs> sends me that. JP is hilarious. I know. I love that guy. Next time I'm also, um, super cute. My parents are like, we're tuning in. Aw. My heart. <laughs> They're so supportive. That's cool that your folks are on the Instagrams. Um, yeah. Give me a second, let me. Um, sorry, I need to send you a message, Marlon. Oh, okay. Um, I'll rejoin in a sec, okay? Okay, sure thing. No, I'm not in Calgary at the moment. I'm actually in, hey, shithead. Um, I'm actually in um, Vancouver at the moment. Calgary was where we got exposed, but um, we made it to Vancouver and. Oh. Okay, hey. <laughs> so to get something started. Um, yeah, okay, that's, that's my mom, she joined. Hi, mama. And papa, I'm sure he doesn't have Instagram, but I'm sure he's along for the ride. That's always fun. It's good to have your folks in there. 
Yeah, sorry. Um, Julianne was just asking me, like, if I was still in Calgary. Um, I'm in Vancouver at the moment, but we did um, run into some weird shit in Calgary. Um, I've been driving across Canada with my uh, best friend. And um, just a sec here. Um, yeah, I've been driving across the country with my best friend. And uh, it's been interesting because like we've been really safe this whole time but then we visited a mutual friend in Calgary and her boyfriend wasn't as safe as they made us thought it was going to be and things got a little weird and both of us were like if we end up getting the Rona on this trip it's going to be because of that fucking guy and you know yeah that guy tested positive and so that was a little scary um wait you tested positive no no they did and then okay I was like, holy shit, we have to go get tested because, like, we were yeah. with them in close proximity. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, man, that test is not fun. No. Yeah, do you have an itchy brain? Because that will solve it. Yeah, it was, not, it was not cool. But, like, my favorite meme so far is, like, you probably a bunch of you have seen it, but, like, this person, this man quoted, or, sorry, tweeted, tweeted. Uh, <laughs> This man tweeted, the nasal corona test is the physically most invasive thing ever. And then, like, some lady responded and just put in, like, asterisks, laughs, and pap smear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah, having experienced both, they're horrible, like, equally horrible in different weird ways. It's... I, I could only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing? How's Toronto? I miss Toronto. Um, oh God, I like barely leave my house. So that's, <laughs> that's a thing. Toronto looks nice from the window. Um, I was living in a basement before. I just moved like um, beginning of November. Yeah, I remember um, the bait because I dropped off a print to you there. Yeah, and you took my Polaroid, which is on my fridge. Yeah. Um, not uh, an Instax because I'm the OG. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm in like a like corner suite, southwest facing, so much light. It's oh nice. It's weird that there haven't been more self portraits, but I'll, I'll make up for lost time soon. I mean, it's lockdown 2.0, so it'll just be a matter of time. True. Yeah. So, so when are you coming back to Toronto? I am headed back on Saturday. Okay. So, um. And I'm kind of excited about it because, like, you know, I, I mean, in the old world, I traveled a lot and it was uh, kind of been weird to, like, have my wings clipped. But the one, it was sort of like a great white buffalo that I'd never, like, attained in the old world traveling was uh, a sleeping pod on the Dreamliner. And, yeah, so I'm super stoked on that because, like, when I was booking the flight with my aeroplan points, and this was like a really fucked up thing. And sorry, we'll get to the photography stuff in a minute. Like, <laughs> okay, um, okay. When I was booking the, the flight, it was like 12,000 points for a regular economy seat, 40,000 points for a premium economy seat, and 24,000 points for a first class seat. And I was like, who fucked up and made premium economy like way more than first class? But like, I'm yeah. taking advantage of this shit. So I booked a sleeper pod. And then I was also like, 
this is the most like pandemic safe idea to do for traveling if you do have to go on a plane because you're in your own little pod thing and you, you don't yeah. want to, like, sit close to anyone so it's like yep if I have to fly this is how I'm gonna do it so I mean yeah this year has been kind of shitty but it's not all bad I guess yeah yeah it's had its ups and downs yeah I mean, <laughs> my dad's so high. hi dad oh sarah says uh partner derek says it's worth it so i'm excited to uh to try the uh that but i'm also excited for my bed because holy shit i miss my bed well yeah and from the looks of like one of the motels you posted um pretty murdery i can't imagine um that was a comfortable bed <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Kat's laughing in the background because, like, you're talking about Wawa. And um, fun fact, Canada is such a massively huge fucking province. Guess where the center of the Trans-Canada Highway is? In Wawa? Yes, in Wawa. It's, it's funny, I've, I've literally, I passed through there. I've driven from Thunder Bay to, to Toronto. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it seems so weird because I'm like, how could that be the center of, like, that's basically the center of Canada is Wawa. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's such a shithole. 10 out of 10 do not recommend going to Wawa. <laughs> but if you do have to go to Wawa, I recommend staying at the Wawa Motor Inn and nowhere else. Because <laughs> two out of the three times I've stayed in Wawa have been at the Wawa Motor Inn. And that's been okay. You haven't been murdered, so... Yeah, but last time was like, holy, like, fuck me. What a poor choice. Like, <laughs> um, all of the places were booked and we were just calling because we had a cat's dog. It's 150 pound. Uh, yeah. Great Dane Lab Cross. He's big. And so all of the places with pet friendly rooms were booked up and we called this like one place. I won't name them to shame them, but there will be pictures eventually and you can like figure it out. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Stephanie's right. In the North, Wawa is a chain of convenience stores and Bam Margera would make fun of it all the time in his uh, skate videos and his movies. And so whenever I drive through Wawa, I think of like Bam saying something about some dude getting fingered behind a Wawa or something. Um, Fine. the dude was like yeah i got one room left that's pet friendly but it's a smoking room and we're like how bad can a smoking room be in a place that was probably built in the 50s and has not been remodeled since then and has had a smoking room since it opened pretty fucking bad like you were literally sleeping inside of a cigarette yeah yeah it was like really really fucking stupid and awful. <laughs> you're gonna smell like smoke for the rest of your life yeah like we stayed in and i've only done this in one other place where i stayed in all of my clothes and slept on top of the bed um yeah i've done that well I, when i was in um peru the three hotels i was in before the inca trail all had bed bugs and oh, no. i'm allergic so i swell up so like by the third one i was already like covered in welts and the third, it was like the night before we went for the Inca Trail. I've never been so excited to sleep on the ground. Um, but I pulled back the bedspread and there was one just like taking a little stroll across. <laughs> and oh I ended up like wrapping the bed in plastic and I slept just completely covered. Like, Bob, like my eyes were, I think, exposed maybe. I was like 
layers, everything tucked into everything. It was horrifying. <laughs> yes, mom and emoji. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, like you mentioned travel. So, you know, I, I know that um, you, you do a bit of travel. How, when did that intersect with your photography stuff? Because I know you shared with me that you also put a book of your travel photos out. So you know. um, my Vietnam photos. Yeah. Um, so I started shooting like four years ago in November. Um, and then not, not shooting that much, um, I guess, until I think I went to Europe was the first trip. So it was um, Amsterdam, Paris, Florence, Tuscany. Um, well, yeah, this town in Tuscany, Penzano, um, and Venice. Um, and I, I think I brought like one roll of film a day and shooting six by six, like not a lot of shooting compared to, um, compared to Vietnam when I brought 60 odd rolls of film, shot 34 rolls of 35 millimeter. Um, so I had like 1200 photos to comb through. Holy so it's just gradually consuming my life um, in the best way. That's fucking rad. Yeah. And then like since then, film is just like taken over. Yeah, my bank account is so sad. Oh. Yeah, but Downtown Camera is so happy, right? Oh, yeah, and shout out to Fab at Downtown Camera. Um, I had some prints there that um, I had to call and just tell her to shred them for reasons. Um, and oh, she was an absolute sweetheart. I love everyone at Downtown Camera um, for the best, but she's an angel. Shout out to all the awesome women in this world. But yeah, uh, great. And I'll, on, on that topic, I want to say, you know, thanks for joining us, Danielle. And I really appreciate the, the oh, yeah. awesome, uh, Wednesdays that you've created. Like, it's great to so rad. By, uh, female photographers because there's way too many photographers out there jerking each other off. So, you know, <laughs> if we can get more amplification on female photographers, because there's so many awesome ladies with cameras out there, that would be wicked awesome. Also, um, Ali's Vintage Camera Alley, um, I had um, had the chance to talk with her, and she's been right. trying to highlight um, a lot of women that shoot film, um, so check out her stuff um, as well. So it's, it's a great little community. It, the, the photography community in general is, is pretty great. I, I mean, like, the YouTube shit with, like, all the guy with camera talking about Cinestill gas stations is, like, you know... <laughs> I can't get behind it. Like someone asked me who's my favorite YouTube personality and like, you know, I, they started naming all these people and like, I'm like, I don't know who they, I've heard of them, but like, I can't really get behind that. There's only like one dude that I'm okay with and that's grainy days. Cause like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I just, I just watched his um, Iceland video the other day. Yeah. It, his eight by 10 video is amazing. Um, he's just he's so deadpan. <laughs> Yeah, and like, um, but yeah, Lena Bassanova is like my go-to. She introduced okay. me, um, like not personally, but through her videos to split grade printing, and that's like I've started printing during this pandemic, um, and that just like changed my whole approach. To, uh, I like Technicolor Poop's comment here. Let the photos do. Yeah. YouTube is for tutorials. Yes. <laughs> going on YouTube and being like, check out this awesome camera I found for like 20 bucks. And now they're like 800 because every hipster is going out to buy one. Stop. 
My bank account's already bruised enough as it is. I know. Yeah, I just... It's an addiction. My old English teacher, Jeff Pugh. Thanks for hopping in here, man. He's uh, been doing some cool photography back in my hometown of uh, Kimberly as well, too. Awesome. Yeah. So what is your favorite um, kind of shit to shoot so far? So favorite, um, favorite location, camera, and stock? Oh, God. Um, favorite location... Um, I love Decay. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, anything abandoned? Am I cliche yet? Um, but I just, I love finding beauty in the mundane and just like little details that people tend to overlook. Um, yeah. Like for things like architecture, it's like you look at like the beauty um, of some beautiful historic place like, like the Imperial City in Hue in Vietnam and like my approach is trying to like just highlight the crumbling parts and you can see like the grandiosity in the background um but just to see um yeah just the smaller uglier details and finding beauty in that and and gratitude in that i guess there's just kind of beauty everywhere cheesy um <laughs> favorite camera i like i try and keep my gear pretty minimal um so my six by six camera is with jp right now on an extended field trip i feel so bad it's endured the trauma of 2020 in oh. the states <laughs> but uh um, my hands. camera's like my sorry it's in good hands though it is it is <laughs> he's still finishing the role that i started because he had lent me his bronica etrs um when i like because when I started, like, I only shot the Natar for three years exclusively. Um, and in helping me branch out, um, lent me his Veronica. And um, he had sent it to me with one shot already in. There was a roll of film already loaded. So I got to finish that roll. So in that spirit, um, actually, one of my last photos I took before the pandemic, it's like from my office window. It's going to be a really terrible shot of a window washer. I panicked because he, like, dropped down. <laughs> Um, so I'm like wondering how that's gonna look but he's still working on that role <laughs> um but yeah so I fell in love with the Bronica um it's uh been my dedicated project camera for my hand project my a one is the like my travel camera it's it's light it's easy I feel spoiled with like a built-in light meter yeah um, and then I I picked up this one this summer it's my little Yashica 44 LM and I'm probably never really going to shoot it because 127 film um but it's they're super cute and you can oh. still get 127 film it's just kind of a pain in the butt to get yeah and so I gotta like also say like yeah Bronica gang is the best gang like I I love my SQAI and I've like I've gotten so many people hooked on the Bronicas. Like Becca got one too, because I got her all stoked on it. And a few other people have all gone Bronica direction because they're the best. Yeah. And ugh, the sound of that mirror like slapping up. <laughs> yeah. The, the flappy shutter is like the best. Like the, I can't even in, impersonate it because it's just like so satisfying. 
Yeah. I think like one of the first shots I took, I think on JP's Veronica, um, was a, a mirror selfie because I am who I am. And um, it was blurry as hell because the shutter like, or the mirror shocked me. I like flinched. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that was cool. Um, yeah, I know I just, I love it. But film stock, I don't know. I'm trying to like pare down again. I was in a mode of like trying anything and everything and now I've just reached that like paralysis of choice where I have all these different things and like a pile of expired film and I realize like I don't really like expired film. As much as I love the unpredictability of film, there is a limit to that. So Yeah, we gotta do a trade when I get back. Yeah, please. I want I want that film. <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 trade and um We'll definitely For sure. There's a couple roles. I, I've been gifted some. Is it Acros or Acros? I don't know. I've never heard that out loud. Um, that was like the very first film stock I shot with my dad when he taught me how to use uh, like a folding rangefinder. Um, it was my grandfather's camera. Um, so to like be gifted two roles of the OG uh, Acros is amazing. Oh, I have two roles of the E100. I'm like scared. I think it's slide, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I've, been, I've never shot slide film. I'm really scared so of it. I've shot it a couple of times and I hate it, but only because I've cross-processed it because I'm really fucking impatient. So I've shot a roll of it that I'm purposely going to just wait for the E6 and give it a fair chance because, um, yeah, so far I've hated E100 personally. Yeah. Do you like process most of your own stuff? No, I'm lazy. <laughs> Don't say that. So I was all, I've done like I'm gonna process my stuff, and I like I learned like processing black and white, which is like way more straightforward than than I thought. Um, yeah, and then I was so determined to learn color processing, um, which like not so much learn, but like just commit to like all the finicky aspects that I'm told there are. Yeah. And now I'm just I'm just sick of doing it. <laughs> well, so my biggest because problem is scanning. And the I scanning. I fucking hate scanning so much. Like I just some people are like, I love scanning. It's an art. And I'm like, cool, good for you. But I fucking hate it. And I will gladly pay someone to do it for me because like fuck that shit. And yeah, Technicolor yeah. makes a good point. I'm not lazy. I just like to support, support small exactly. businesses. That's how I look at it. You're no. single-handedly supporting the economy. Exactly. You know, uh, I'm Amy loves scanning. She's the one that says... See, I didn't mind scanning. It was all part of, like, the delay gratification and that slow-ass ups in um, software just crawling along. Um, and then I came home from Vietnam with 34 rolls of film, and I'm like, I'm doing this myself to save tons of money. <sighs> But it's just the time too. Like I look at it and it's like, what is my time worth? Like if I were to build out my time and like what work pays me, there's no way I should do it on my own. Like it's just, it may, it's way cheaper for me to do it. And it's just like the instant gratification of like getting a text message from downtown Cameron. It's like, here's your photos. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah, for sure. And I also like, I don't edit my photos and not in like, I mean, part of it is just like, I want just what has come out of the camera um, yeah. is, but it's not like people that edit are less legitimate film photographers. It's like, I, I don't know how I don't have the patience to learn. I have issues with screen time because of my concussions. Yeah. Um, and I'm just sick of having dusty negatives. 
Well, in, in like, I can't even my, be Dustin. Like, I don't know. <laughs> part, part of my thing with the people who heavily edit film photos is like, just shoot a fucking digital camera, please. Like, I'm, I don't mean to be a total dick, but it's just like, you know, why? Like, if you're going to go shoot a bunch of film and go through that process and time, and it's cool that you're spending the money and you're supporting stuff to do it, but only to put it into Photoshop and make it look completely different from like how it came out from the scan, like just, just do a digital camera then. And then you could do all of that without wasting a whole bunch of money. Um, For sure. But it's, it's almost like a hybrid medium. Like yeah. film is its own medium, digital is its own medium. And then when you get into the editing in itself is like a whole other skill set and art form. So yeah, I'm just fun. like, stay in my lane with my <laughs> dusty ass <laughs> on color correction photos. It, it is true. And like Danielle makes a really good point too. Back in the day, film sh shooters did do a lot of editing in the darkroom. And like, that's totally right that, you know, that's Ansel Adams stuff. If you see like, yeah, and she mentioned Ansel Adams too. Um, you know, you look at what Ansel Adams, his raw images versus like what the final prints were. Mm -hmm. If he just like fucking took his negatives, people would be like, who the fuck is Ansel Adams? This stuff is garbage. Like, his But yeah, and again, printing is like a whole other art form. And that's like yeah. split grade printing. Learning about that has like completely opened my eyes. And you want to talk about draining your bank account? paper is yeah my existence i miss the dark room so much i've been so salty about covid because i haven't been to gallery 44 since mm -hmm. like fucking last year now well well you were gonna you were gonna give me a lesson on my birthday i was and then it never happened COVID. and then i spent it with sidewalk visits from everyone yeah. um and otherwise on a, a zoom birthday party <laughs> like it was a, it was, yeah, this year has been totally weird. And like, I, my chemicals and paper are probably all garbage now because they've just been sitting in a locker at Gallery 44 since like before the world ended. Um, yeah. I'm going to join you in bathroom, darkroom party. Yeah. Oh, my dad helped me get it set up recently. Um, so I have a curtain rod over my bathroom door and some black curtains hung. And my dad just cut like a tabletop for my bathtub. Um, so it's, it's a little cramped and it's definitely not ergonomic. Um, but it does the trick. I have like an over the door laundry rack um, for my bathroom door to hang prints and a little LED strip for my, my safe lights, um, which nice. I'd love to get like an actual safe light that'll connect to my uh, timer, but in time. Yeah, like right before I left Toronto, I was in Value Village and I saw like a digital darkroom timer for like 12 bucks and it worked nice. so I was stoked on that so I just need a safe light and some trays and uh I don't think I have I, I have a 70 mil lens for my enlarger but I think you're supposed to use a 50 mil for 35 but I'm just like fuck it let's see how it works maybe well I've been curious about that too like I know yeah it's the same um like I don't I don't know anything about photography I just like yeah, I learn I enough to just do something, and then I like, oh, that's not right, and then I have to figure out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's like the same uh, like focal lengths for the enlargers. It would be for your camera for um, yeah. But I'm like, I wonder how that would play out if you used the. Well, I remember I, I brought you your enlarger lens from downtown camera that one day. You did, yeah. Well, <laughs> photo supply delivery when I was like completely agoraphobic and couldn't leave my house. 
Yeah, that's good. Pandemic anxiety is real. Yeah, it's been it's been a weird year. But like Armand at the Denton Camera Exchange in Texas was like, he sent me up a 75 mil that he was just like, it's been sitting in the store forever, so you, you can try it. Um, nice. Yeah, we'll see. And it'll be fun. It, I got, it's a color um, enlarger. So mm -hmm. like all of the settings for things. I've never fucked with one of those before because like all Gallery 44 has is like the Omega. Mm -hmm. Mine's an Omega, but it's a color head. Um, also, okay. like, yeah, I haven't even started playing with those and like seeing how those would affect print. So I'm still just like apparently like you can equally like fascinated and frustrated by the endless opportunities to change a print with just using different filters. There's just endless combinations, and I hate it. <laughs> so yeah. satisfying. Well, I guess with like all the different color settings, you can it it helps you like set the contrast or shit like that. So instead of using like the color filters like you would with a regular black and white one, you can use like the different color dials to like mm -hmm. tweak that in. But I have no idea what I'm doing with that. So I'll have all the time That's in the fun. world to walk downtown when I get home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So do we have any questions? I mean, we got. Uh, quite the peanut gallery going on. Also, I feel like there's so many comments that I, I've missed. Like, are these, am I going to see these comments after? Um, not after, but it's no! just people chatting with themselves. Uh, so Edmund says he hates using his phone or tablet as a timer, and Kodak Nick always gets blicks on his phone when he uses it as a timer. And nice. Not nice. Um, Brian says nothing is safe, brackets light. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Brian. You're the best. Um, a lot of the chat has just been people chit-chatting with themselves. Where are we now? It says darkroom photoshopping is mind-blowing to him. Them. Cougar Pepsi. I am currently drinking uh, Diet Coke. It's called Feisty Cherry. I don't know what makes the cherry feisty, but... Feisty Cherry. Okay, I'm trying to get the um, cranberry ginger ale, like the Canada Dry. Like, am I super Canadian right now? <laughs> like, the Christmas <laughs> ginger ale? I got one case, and it is sold out everywhere now, and I'm devastated. Okay, so we tried one that was really interesting recently. Was um, it was a PC? It was a PC sparkling water root beer flavored, which we were like, this will either be really awful or pretty okay, and it was pretty. Because <laughs> awesome. um, it had like that root beer taste without all the sugar that gives you a wicked headache. Okay, my dad's chiming in. Color heads are useful for multi-contrast paper. <laughs> well, good to know. And cranberry ginger ale is the bomb. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. I, I feel like that's just all like the Canadians sort of. <laughs> no, uh, the Americans people. are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the Americans have left the chat. You, yeah, you guys with your free health care and your abortions, ginger ale, come on. <laughs> man uh do we also shoot digital i'll let you go first i do not, You're not um i i had a digital camera so like in another life um i had a digital camera i was sorry i I skipped from like one point of the sentence to the other. Um, I was a baker. I made custom cakes and had my own little side business doing doing some custom cakes. And I got a digital camera to like take photos of the cakes and put them on my website. Um, I had zero skill. Um, 
I mean, the cakes were great, but the photos were, they were just photos. Um, and then it just sat there and like, I think he had maybe gone on like one trip to Bermuda with me. And that was the only, Canada Dry is the best, man. It is. Uh, um, and then it just sat and collected dust. So I sold it and I didn't pick up another camera for um, probably four or five years. Um, and my dad had um, his father's camera lying around. I saw it and I was like, this is this amazing vintage looking thing. Fascinated by it. He, we went out, like I picked up some film and we went out and he um, metered for me with his digital camera and um, taught me how to use the, it was a um, Voigtlander Perky 2 um, so folding range finder, same as same style as my uh, size. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I just I fell in love, and it's it's never so much been about photography for me as it is about film itself. Mm. Um, I'm like a recovering perfectionist, and um, like that. I've wanted like a, a creative outlet for a really long time, but a blank page is the most daunting anxiety inducing thing because um, mistakes happen and then like how do you go on um so right. to just you commit you take the shot you get the excitement of, of waiting for it as we all know and the delayed gratification and you you get the flaws and you accept them as is and it's another reason why i haven't really been too interested in pursuing learning how to edit because it will just open up that perfectionist rabbit hole and you've lost me forever. Yeah, so that's a good place for me to say, I do have a digital camera and it's a lovely digital camera. It's a Nikon D610. I spent a bunch of money on it because it's a full frame and I didn't want, I had a DX camera before that I gave to a friend um, and it's really good at just hanging out at home. That's where it spends most of its time. Um, I did used to bring a traveling with me and um, most of the time I just sit in my suitcase. So I was just like, you know, whatever. The times I have used it, like it's nice to have it sometimes. Like I'm not gonna poo poo on digital and say it's bad. And I've mentioned it before on the show. Um, like it's, it, everything's a tool and digital has its place. What I usually use the digital for is just testing exposure when I'm using studio lighting. Before. For sure. And that's the one thing I've wanted to like or consider getting one for. And I'm just yeah. like, no. <laughs> I'm just not going to. On, on the thing, when I've used the digital as like the main camera for a shoot, I've always hated <laughs> later because I, much like scanning, I also fucking hate editing very much. It sucks. It's not fun. Yeah. And it's annoying. And then like, it's very easy to get lazy again with digital because like I'm a lot more mindful, which you've experienced with the film mm -hmm. with digital. It's like, you just fucking start just. And then you have like 400 photos you have to edit and you're like, cool. I like maybe 20 of these. Well, and that's the thing. I take photos on my phone sometimes and it's just like trivial shit. Like before I like picked up a film camera, when I would travel I'd take photos on my phone and then you take several to get the right one, and then I would never look at them again. Yeah. And I'm like, and then all of the different ones, I'm like, they all, it's like I have five photos that are identical. <laughs> like, what am I doing? So, well, no. 
It, so uh, right before coming to uh, the chat, um, I was at uh, Kat's uh, new roommate's studio, and I was like taking some photos in her new studio's phase four, and mm -hmm. I took Polaroid, and she's asked me some questions about like why Polaroid, and I, so I, mean, I just like it, like it's a nice thing, but I'd mentioned that like a lot of the time I don't end up keeping most of the Polaroids that I take, I usually give them to people. And yeah. She kind of found that like an interesting thing being like, you know, that's kind of strange just to give them like, why would you like you don't have any like copy of this thing you give people I'm like no like that's kind of like the special thing about giving it to people is um, a lot of the time like when I've asked people if I can take their picture they get sort of weird about the camera but then when I say no like you get to keep this and you get to walk away with this tangible thing then all of a sudden they're kind of like a bit more chill about it but then the cool thing is like when you hand it to them and they're holding it and they see that image and it's like them they're like whoa like this is like way fucking cooler than just like a picture on my iphone or my android that'll just like be part of the thousands of photos that like maybe once in a while i'll look at or like get brought up in a spotlight but like you know you can put it on your fridge you can frame it you can put it wherever and that's sort of the special magicness of film so yeah i do shoot digital but i don't love it I guess it's a roundabout thing. Um, <laughs> oh, John had a question for you and you did mention it, but you can follow it. Do you develop color or just black and white? And what about me? So I won't talk for you, but I think you did mention your, your um, developing skills earlier in the talk. Um, I don't know who Info234 is. Um, you can please stop making comments on my appearance. That would be really cool. Um, it's not really relevant to what we're discussing here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Just no problem. Saw that. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> you don't do color. I know that. Um, about I do not develop color. I'm debating like not even shooting color. It's, I don't think I'm like great with color. And like maybe it's because like I see other people's work and like they've adjusted in um, like in scanning to correct color. Or maybe I'm just like, I just haven't figured it out yet with shooting it. Um, but also like I am loving the process of, of printing. So. Um, yeah, that's a, like. Yeah, that's one thing that kind of sucks about color is not being able to print it yourself. Like, um, I guess you could. I mean, color heads exist, and, like, there's got to be processes, but, like, I'm so far, like, away from ever learning no, that. No one, no one makes paper or anything anymore, really, I think is, like, the bigger problem, I don't think. There isn't, like, color paper and shit anymore. Thank you, girl with too many cameras. Appreciate that comment. Um... Yes, I agree with that too. Hundred <laughs> percent. What have we learned? Yes. Some people absolutely say. <laughs> sorry, it's been a day. Yeah, I, I'm so sorry. That's not a pro. We are <laughs> objectifying people, women specifically. It's not a good look at all. Yeah, and like I'm gonna Man. give people the benefit of the doubt that it was well intended. Um, but please just reflect on that. Yeah. Man. So, 
printing. Yeah, I, so I don't think color printing is is really feasible. I know my dad had. He was talking. I love talking shop with my dad. Um, he's so knowledgeable about photography, and he just gets like he just lights up when he talks about it. Um, I can't remember the name of the process, and I did look into it, and it's not like possible any longer. It's, yeah, yeah. The names escaped me. I so. yeah. There there was um. It's like something Chrome. Um, mm, Chrome. Yeah, I think that was it. See, yeah, Cibacrom. That's the one. Yeah. And you can like, I did look on eBay, and some people are selling like hella expired kits, like wicked, wicked expired. Yeah, that definitely probably won't work at all. Um, yeah, so I, I don't develop color at home. I develop black and white sometimes, and it's fun. It's a cool party trick to know, but like, I just rather have someone else do it for me because I just like taking the pictures. Um, yeah, um, I think with with like yeah scanning like in terms of like um, yeah developing scanning printing like taking care of the whole process I think it's going to be more dedicated to like my personal projects as opposed to like my travel photography and just like photo walk stuff um, because I like having like complete ownership over the process for for those projects that mean so much to me. Yeah. Um, and I also just like this is frivolous and I'm like <laughs> I feel very. Um, like, what's the word? Um, like self-congratulatory to like call it art. <laughs> like this is a photo of like some <laughs> decaying building. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is but just because the film doesn't make it art. <laughs> well, no, but like because you captured it, makes it art. Like that—that's part okay. of the. Picture. It it does though because like you know it just it's another oh, capture things and so like. You know, some people can picture something in their mind and transfer that onto like paper or canvas with like pen or watercolors or oil or things like that. I can't do that at all, but I can see things in a way other people can't see through the camera. And even though it's just a picture, it's something that I made that, you know, someone else wouldn't have seen it that way. And like what you see, it's mm -hmm. this decaying abandoned building and the way you see it is like no one else is seeing it. And so when you put that onto the film and you print that on to like the, the paper or you get it printed down to a camera, like that, that is art because someone else could go stand in the exact same spot that you did and try and take a picture and it's not gonna be the same as what you did. So it's definitely yeah. art, don't undersell yourself. <laughs> oh. My imposter syndrome's gone. Thanks, Marilyn. No, that's, no, I mean, fuck, I get the imposter. Like, this whole talk show thing has given me, like, wicked imposter syndrome because, like, man, I can't believe, like, I'm almost 20 episodes deep and I'm planning for next year already. And it's so weird that... It's so cool. I love this format. And it's just, like, again, speaks to, like, the film community. You can just sit and have a casual chat with someone. That, like, I mean, like, you and I have met in person, but, like, I imagine you've had people on that, like, you haven't met and people are just open to having a casual conversation. It's not about, um, like, getting recognition in a, in a big way, um, but just to connect and, and take questions from people and share knowledge. And, like, I think that's so rad. Yeah, it's not at all about recognition. It was really mostly about pandemic survival. <laughs> like, that's 
That's how I know. I'm like, I was thinking, I'm like, I have officially reached the point in quarantine where I am on an Instagram live. Well, so that's how it started was, um, it was like deep into the lockdown 1.0. And I was like fucking bored in my apartment. And I saw all these other people doing lives. I'm like, what's a live? And I was cooking dinner and I just turned it on while I was cooking dinner and people like watched cook dinner. And I'm like, this is really fucking weird. But kind of neat. <laughs> And I, I figured out you can add video and have like another yeah. person be awkward with you. And I'm like, well, I'm going to share the pain. And like people that joined in, I'm like, request to join. Now you're on the spot. It's not just me. Yeah, and for sure. Asking photo questions. And I was like, okay, so maybe this could be a thing. And mm -hmm. I know a few photographers and yeah, now we're here. And it's been, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm gonna no, it's awesome. People and agree. thanks for having me on. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this a lot. I'm I was stoked that you wanted to be part of it because like, you know, I I just want to talk to everyone about it. Because I don't really care if people are like wicked established or like famous or like whatever. I just as long as you're stoked about taking pictures and you're not a dick. That's really all it is. Yeah, for. don't be a dick. The, the bar is in hell, people. <laughs> it's not a very high bar, but the thing no. is there's a lot of people that seem to run straight into it. <laughs> yeah, like we... Or is Limbo clean under it, like... Um, Johnny the Bandit asks, how do you hmm. guys take photos where there's a lot of snow? I feel my shot came out really dark and my meter lied. Mm, um, you've mistaken me for someone that leaves my house in the winter. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm really... Canadian, afraid. but, like, not Canadian. I, I don't really have any tips for you, man, because, like, going back to how I've mentioned several times tonight that I'm lazy, I set my camera to aperture priority, and I kind of just flick the dial until it seems good enough, and I push the button. And yeah. see what happens. And so far, my F5 has not let me down. So, um, for tips and tricks, check out Brotographers on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like for real with metering, like I, I think I understand what spot metering is, but I don't know how to like use it to my advantage. I guess um, for most of the time shooting with my uh, Natar. Um, I was using an app on my phone to meter and it's like the trial version and it freezes all the time and it's super annoying. And then I upgraded, upgraded to this like really cool vintage one, um, which I ended up retiring just because the case is really cool and it was starting to get worn and it's a beautiful display piece. Um, so I got a new to me one and by new, I mean made in West Germany. Um, so yeah, my metering is always just hopeful. Yeah, I am on the same boat as you. Like I have a cool Minolta meter that I still don't really understand. I push buttons and hope that it's right. And so far it's been pretty okay, but mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. And I kind of like it that way because it's still magical. And yeah, for sure. I don't want to like focus too much on it and end up like, cause I'm also someone who's recovering from perfection and um, it's not fun to um, go down those rabbit holes. For sure. Absolutely. And someone says here, 
when it comes to color, one should decide whether to stay true to the original negative or to one's own interpretation. Plus scanners do misinterpret colors to some extent. And that's true. Like I've noticed that with like some scanning, colors can change. And like for me personally, I trust what Downtown Camera does. I know that they do something yeah. in there and they're pro stars and the lab is wicked awesome. And I've been like truly happy with the output that I get from them. Other than cropping and stuff, I don't edit anything that I get back from them. I don't know sure. the same way about that. No, I, I've always been happy with like everything I've gotten from, from downtown camera. Um, and yeah, again, another reason to just like not develop myself for most stuff. Um, yeah. And Wutagari says that he once had a Patterson tank explode on him while he was developing color blicks oh. everywhere. Blicks with everywhere, not a great scene. And girl with too many cameras has had that happen too. That does not sound enjoyable. So you're not really making a good case for wanting to develop color at home. No. One hot bleach all over my tiny kitchen. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, disinfect for COVID at the same time, so. Yeah, exactly. And where is it here? <laughs> Shuddering to think says that they're excited to chat here. We're all making it look good. <laughs> you guys are the best. I mean, these chats are good because of you guys. Like, your interaction and you're, like, you know, joining me every week to talk to a different uh, special guest is, like, what keeps these going and what makes them awesome. And yeah, it's uh, been really cool to see, like, people pop in and, like, comment and stuff. Like, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah, it is so nice. Oh, um... Brian says, favorite film, black and white and color. Mm. Um, okay. Black and white. Um, I think I'm like not super popular in saying this, but T-Max uh, 400. No. Well, okay. T-Max 400 has been like my go-to for a really long time. And it's like my film I chose for my hand project. Um, everyone loves Triax for the, uh, the contract contrast i am like it's okay stuttering so much. um but i love t-max for like a bit more subtlety i guess um in uh i guess all the the gray areas um but t-max 3200 has been like ugh, the grain yeah as chef <sighs> too. yeah so it's good so great. good um and then color Sinistil, Sinistil and Daylight, I love, um, yeah, I took it to the CNE, um, I haven't talked to her in ages, but uh, look up Hannah, she's in Vancouver, um, okay. when it was like the, the great Sinistil drought, um, god, I'm like, what, like, what year are we in right now? Um, how could I forget? I don't know. Um, it's it's so Who um but it was the last time the cne was open um for you americans it's like our like it's like canadian uh national exhibition um it's like a big fair in toronto um and i was like desperate to shoot sinistral this is the first time i was like deliberately like choosing a film stock um and the setting and i had a plan and 
it I was sold out everywhere and Hannah um, sourced some for me from the shop in Vancouver and sent it and it arrived like a day or two before um, the fair closed and I got to go shoot that. And yes, Sinistal at Night is, is awesome, but the colors in daytime are just like pretty rad. Um, yeah, um, everyone is like gung-ho about portrait. I, I'm not so like aware, I guess, as other people of the color differences between um, like Fujifilm and portrait. Um, I know, um, so I meet a downtown camera um, when I was going to Vietnam, I was trying to plan What's, what film stocks to bring. And I brought a pretty wide variety, um, but he had let me know that um, Portra was, I mean, essentially a, a racist film and it was developed um, as the ideal portrait film, um, but for white skin. So going to Vietnam, I made sure like I was gonna buy a lot of like Fuji film um, that was gonna be a lot more true and representative of the people that I was hoping to capture. Hmm. Um, and I scored some um, Fuji film, like Superia, in the Tokyo airport when I was wandering the halls there for like 22 hours. So that was my little souvenir from Tokyo. That's cool. Amit is a little bit wrong. So film in general is racist. And okay. Had a lot of issues with capturing darker colors. Mm. That was corrected, not because of people, but because chocolate companies and hardwood companies were having trouble capturing the tones of their products and so because of that Kodak Fuji everyone had to you know up their game on making sure that you know brown tones for all the wrong reasons come up so Portra absolutely is totally fine at capturing darker skin no problem so I got to correct a meet on that one fair um, enough appreciate yeah. the, the so, info the biggest difference between like Fuji and Kodak is um, Fuji is kind of cooler. It like leans a little bit more into like blues and greens. Mm. And Kodak's a bit warmer, so it's more like yellows and oranges, like the shirt. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds like a good selection of like a smorgasbord of film that you took on your trip. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Uh pretty wide variety um but yeah it's good and then plenty of like the the ultra max which is like the prepaid dev from downtown camera because i spent like 500 dollars on film before i left damn that hurt a lot yeah it's film is a i don't i try someone asked me once how much i've spent and i started thinking about it and then i said i don't want to play this game anymore <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't want to know. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to know. Um, I guess, like, for mine, uh, black and white, I really like the T-Max 3200. The grain on it is, like, so good. But I also love Eastman Double X. I've heard good things. It's so gorgeous. Like, it's such a smooth, smooth, crazy film. And I was trying to get Matt from Kodak to, like, tell me the secret why. And he knows the secret, but he can't tell me because the dudes that told him the secret were like, you can't, you can't tell why, but like, here's why. And he's like, I know, but I can't tell you. Like, you should I ask Ronan, downtown what? camera alum. He, um, do you know Ronan? Um, he was know, a, right? a yeah. yeah, I am, 
constantly amazed at the wealth of knowledge he has. He's helped me so much with like my darker stuff. Well, and just... So like it, it was Matt from Kodak. So he talked to the guys that mix the double. Oh, it wasn't like okay, I understand. No, no. So this this was like industry secret level. Can't tell. Him. Okay. But he's like, it's special, and I know, and you can't know. And I was like, damn it, Matt, that's mean. <laughs> um, and then also, I really like Ortho 80 from Ilford. That's a fun film if you've never okay. made an ortho film yet. Um, it doesn't capture reds, really. So, um, like, if someone's wearing, like, a really bright uh, red lipstick and you photograph them, it comes out, like, black almost, which is, is kind oh. of weird. It has some cool effects. Um, and it's also because it doesn't pick up, um, it's not red light sensitive. You can use it in a dark room. You can actually like handle it. Like develop it, yeah, yeah. with the safe light. Yeah, yeah you can, like, take it out in the safe light, which is kind of cool. And Ferrania P30 is a cool black and white film too. Um, I'm a slave to Portra. It's just, <laughs> it's such a dirty, film because you can abuse the shit out of it and it'll just give you <laughs> photos all the time like it just you can never go wrong with it. but i gotta say i've been fucking with some lomography 400 lately mm. that shit is like so good i i shot some the same night shooting a bit of the same subject matter on my camera and i had a hard time trying to tell the difference between the portrait shots and the lomography 400 shots but sure. my wallet totally could tell the difference between $17 a roll and $11 a roll. So um, yeah. I love Kodak. I have been spending a lot more money with Lomography lately. Mm -hmm. um, and then Cinestill, but I like the 50D, which is sort of like an unpopular opinion. Um, the 800's cool, but like I really, I got love for the 50D. But my all-time favorite color film is uh, Agrochrome RS1000. That shit is just, like, so good. I, I have, like, an expired stash of it in my house for, like, five years. <laughs> so, and I got to say thank you, Paul. I appreciate you saying that um, uh, those kind words about bringing us all together for the fun chats. And, yeah, girl with camera. I... I that's like my life motto is like, just try not to be a dick. Like it's, it's very simple. All the problems in the world and everything that's like wrong right now, except for Corona, but maybe it could be brought down to somewhere. If you like distill down where Corona came from, just don't be a dick. Everything that's wrong like, right now. Is honestly, it's, it's so easy to just not. Yeah. But just, it's, just don't. <laughs> it's so much easier to be, it seems. And yeah, there's so many people that are just like dinguses um oh that's good advice so a girl with too many cameras says that she's heard when shooting snow you should shoot one or two stops over so give that a try that's not a bad idea um and then oh yeah stephanie says darkroom lab has published some good tips for shooting snow and that's a good tip from stephanie darkroom lab they've have uh travel e over there has been producing a ton of great videos on like different film stocks and things like that so definitely check out the darkroom lab they are awesome uh, brian stewart photography uh we may have met at gallery 44 but i have a terrible memory um so 
I'm concussion life. <laughs> yeah, well, it was terrible before the concussion. Now it's just like <laughs> mental illness life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Sorry, on me. <laughs> now I lost my brain because concussion. It's it's so good. Um, oh, JP's so sweet. He says he's a big fan of both y'all. We're his two favorite Canadian peoples. <laughs> if we ever start doling out free healthcare, I will make sure that you get it, my dude. JP, uh, I'm saying you'll come at me for a, a green card. <laughs> oh, this is a great question. So, Mateus, yes, um, says, what would you consider the greatest opportunity and biggest limitation of shooting 35 millimeter? Sorry, say that again. What would you consider the greatest opportunity and biggest limitation of 35 millimeter shooting? Opportunity um, would be just having more shots to like play and explore more. Um, I partially credit shooting 35 millimeter um, in helping me kind of find my personal style a bit more. Um, but then there are times where like 36 shots is just too much and it just sits there. Um, and I, I miss just 12 shots to a roll and really being mindful. Um, and yeah, like, um, I'm so sorry, uh, your guest last week. Oh, was sorry. Was it great? Leslie. No, Leslie. Shit. Leslie. How's she say? You're literally like counting the dollars spent for each shot. Yes. So yeah, um, 35 is like so so generous with like the opportunities that affords compared to yeah 12 shots, which is what I started with. So, so yeah, a blessing and a curse, but it's you're welcome. I agree with a blessing and a curse. I I like that it easier i can almost load my camera one-handed with 35 millimeter try and do that with 120 and i mean i i don't know if you've had this happen to you but i've definitely a couple of times and i've watched it happen to other people drop the roll when you're loading it and just watch it unfurl and you just see all of that precious silver get tainted by the <laughs> you didn't want to have it see yet yeah 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 and I, I don't know like for me i haven't really found a limitation with 35 millimeter i've been pretty happy with it for the most part mm -hmm. um, so i i find it way more convenient but i do love shooting um some 120 every now and then oh, yeah. oh shit. okay this is a great question girl with too many camera asks what in your opinion is the most overhyped camera and or film um i i don't know a lot about gear honestly um like my first camera um i picked that solely because it was similar to my grandfather's camera and it's what i learned on and i love the aesthetic of it um so yeah it's i mean same with my my canon i'm like it's it's popular enough i know canon as a as a brand um it has the features i'm looking for and i just didn't really do much research into it um so yeah in terms of like when people are talking about this type of lens over that type of lens um like 
know, all the terms are escaping me because I, I don't I don't know anything about um, like the benefits of, of different brands and like leaf shutter versus the other one. <laughs> so so yeah, I can't say about overhyped. Um, yeah, it's just the the best camera you have is the one that's that's on you, which is really cheesy to say. No, it's not. Um, and whatever whatever feels like satisfying to shoot and and you feel like you get good results from is what's going to be great. And if you're just getting gear because of like the cloud, like and yeah, there's all the, like the the people that want a Leica or a Hassi because it's a Leica and a Hassi and they think it gives them credibility as as an artist. Uh, um, <laughs> I've touched a nerve. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like the most overhyped camera is like anything that an entitled white man would buy. I yeah. Or like a penis with money. I don't know. Whatever camera they're like blowing all of their cash on, that's probably the one that's overhyped. But like the contact is yeah. the Ashika T4s. Like a point and shoot camera that someone's gonna spend like fifteen hundred bucks on that was made like twenty years ago. What the actual fuck? Like <laughs> sorry. For anyone out there that's like done that, I don't mean to shit on you, but like come on. That thing, like even this, like I love my F5 to death. It's my ride or die, but I know it's gonna die and probably not long. Um, and I, I've made peace with that, that there's so much electronics and stuff in there that like it yeah. will die a terrible death and I will cry really terribly over it. But the Canon AE-1, that thing will like keep fucking shooting for ages as long as you don't poke your finger through the shutter screen or something like, you know, those things will last forever. So yeah it's been a good little workhorse for me and then like the most overhyped film i mean i gotta go with Cinestill. i love it but also like holy shit everyone just like gets all up and that's an end japan camera hunter mm, but yeah Cinestill, it's like you're you're letting the film like speak for the photo and not like the subject speak for the photo like if that makes any sense um, people are so drawn to like the qualities that makes it so special that like it's so easy to say, oh, this is an amazing photo. Um, and then same with like the gear, like JP and I have had conversations, just people who buy a Leica and then are just running and gunning at F11 um, and don't have to think about composing a shot and focusing and metering and they just are a street photographer. Yeah. Just, just shoot. It's like if it brings them joy, then, then that's that's great. They're not hurting anyone. Except yeah, exactly. Show the camera in someone's face. Like consent is important. Um, consent is important. If someone is not super stoked about being a photo, then back off. Yeah, exactly. Like just you know, just be careful about that. And I, I like girl with cameras response to the film being racist thing. Yeah chocolate did play a bigger role than people of color because capitalism i mean i don't think like the racial discussions we've been having this past year would have happened as as significantly as they have if it hadn't have been for the rona personally because like we were all at home and had to watch it like if that's disparities and how like different communities are affected yeah like, yeah it's, it's insane 
but yes, chocolate and hardwood were more important than people. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of people come through here. I missed all these. Oh, this is really cool. Um, Paul asks, any new photo books anyone seen recently? Um, oh, I just bought a copy of the Ilford Manual of Photography. Um, Ronan had suggested that for me. And okay. yeah, considering like, it's not like a photo book of someone's work, but for someone like myself who actually knows very little about like the technical aspects of photography to sit down and I'm planning on reading this thing cover to cover. I'm like two pages in. Uh, <laughs> so it's going really well. Um, but it breaks it down in such a simple way, like assuming you know nothing about photography. And it's so old. It's like when you see like an old camera manual and it has like the cartoon of like the couple trying to figure it out. And it's like written in this like old tiny way. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. I love that shit. Yeah, so it's it's been an enjoyable read for something that's more technical. Um, so I'm really excited to dive into that some more. That'll be fun. Um, I just ordered the uh, the Jason Lee book, um, the his latest black and white one. Uh, I think in the Gold Dust Rush, uh, Gold Rush Dust. I I can't remember the sequence of words for it, but it involved gold rush and dust somewhere in there it looks beautiful i'm excited for that and then raymond molinar's um time zero polaroids book i'm really really stoked for that one um hopefully they'll be oh sweet stephanie ordered it too i'm i'm very yeah. much looking forward to checking out those black and whites um oh technicolor poop asks you oh i can put it up here um is oh. By six going to be your main thing, or is there a larger format in your future? Um, well, I, mean, I haven't been shooting six by six um, since my Zeiss has been on vacation. Um, but I am really excited to start shooting six by six um, again. I don't see myself shooting larger format. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Part of me, it's like, again, the paralysis of like, I have a few cameras and like compared to other people's collections, it's, it does not even touch like the gear acquisition syndrome that people have. But I struggle to like when there's too many rolls of film in my fridge and there's cameras on the shelf, I'm like, which one? And then I do nothing. Mm. Um, so then to introduce another camera into the mix. And it's, I feel like it's a pretty big investment when I still have so much to learn that I kind of want to exhaust what I have. Um, the main reason why I stuck with my first camera for so long, I love being restricted, not just in terms of the number of shots, but it was a fixed lens camera and I was forced to adapt and really learn to understand like the relationship of like the exposure triangle, which was like hard for me to grasp when I shot digital. I never really understood like what aperture was or anything like that. So to to be shooting fully manual and learn those limitations and be forced to adapt um, and move to find your shot and stuff like that. Um, and then I started buying more cameras and I lost that approach a little bit. Um, and I think lost my style too with like, using different lenses and I got kind of lazy. So I really want to dial it back and just use what I have, um, force myself to just stick to one camera for a little while, learn its strengths and limitations and um, 
yeah, just see what comes from that. I, I totally feel that kind of sentiment because like just even with my 35 millimeter, I've switched to just having like the 50 mil on it all the time. I have like a whole slew of other lenses, but I would like bring them along with me and it'd just be like, oh, like for this shot, like what am I going to? oh my god what what should I use and I was just like it was too much so I was just like 50 mil all the time easy but I think when I get back to Toronto I'm gonna be looking at all of the shit I have and being like what's gonna go to new homes because I can't shoot all y'all if you're offloading a Polaroid camera though what kind of Polaroid are you looking for no I think my parents are leaving bye guys oh, love you thank you for joining well I mean it's funny you mentioned so are you looking for like a pop-up Polaroid? I mean, I don't need to spend more money on film. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just like okay. when um, and yeah, let's let's chat about this more. Um, but when you were talking about um, Polaroids in your chat last week with Leslie and just being able to um, just hand that over to someone is like really special that they have something tangible in that moment um, is is really special and yeah just kind of explore a little bit of a, a different format but but I'm like don't buy another camera well I mean if you're wanting to just play with it casually I'd probably just recommend looking at like um, like a one step plus because I okay. know you're experimenting with selfies and stuff like that too a little bit I have a whole project based around yeah so self portraits because I'm an artist you are an artist. Don't don't diminish yourself. Like it's a mirror selfie. Like, come yeah. on. Okay, but the thing that's cool with the One Step Plus is that you can remote control it with your phone. So it Bluetooths and mm -hmm. you do full manual control and everything from it from your phone. And, and it's like a point and shoot style Polaroid. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, I think 150 bucks or something like that. And a lot of people like shit on them because they're like, oh, it's like a cheap, shitty plastic lens. And like, it's just like, it's a garbage camera, but it's not. I've, in, in my personal opinion, I think it's a rad camera and it's a great tool. It's a lot of fun to get into Polaroid because it also uses the iType film, which is a bit cheaper because it doesn't have a battery in it because the battery is mm -hmm. So the iType film is like five bucks less than the regular 600 film. Um, so if you want to fuck around with Polaroid, that's the one I'd say go for. Um, okay, cool. yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun and I like to just be able to have that extra level of control is, is nice to have. Um, Technicolor Poop says they have the now and I've heard really good things about the now. Um, and they're great cameras as well. It's just the one step plus has a bit more manual control, which is nice. And I like Stephanie's comment here. Self-portraits are the shit. I know. I'm like, I'm replying to that. But like that, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's like the, the project comes from a very, um, like there's, uh, actually I, I talk about it um, on, with my interview on okay. Ali's Vintage Camera Alley. Um, but yeah, it was um, a, a really big period of, of growth for me in being able to be like vulnerable and seen again in being able to like be photographed. Um, cause that's something I struggled with for a long time for reasons. Um, so yeah, um, no, I agree. It's, it's important. And also it's like you're documenting other people's lives in these amazing moments and it's, you're a huge part of that. So 
be in these photos. Yeah, exactly. So Stephanie's comment was uh, self-portraits are the shit. Existing and taking up space through photography is so important and you're important. So I can't well, And again, especially like the visibility of women or just, I mean, non-white, non-men um, in this um, field um, or whatever we're calling it. Um, just, yeah, to have that visibility and remind people that like, yeah, you're probably assuming this is some white guy taking this photo, but no, there's so many diverse, amazing people in this community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's enough guys with cameras out there. Let's focus on some other people. <laughs> that got really real. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Stephanie. I'm like bearing my soul. My therapy appointment's not until tomorrow, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what photography chat's for. Um, yeah, I, I said that in an email to um, someone that I was trying to get on photography chat. Um, and I think the email worked because they, they agreed to be on the show and they were sort of like a great white buffalo moment for me. Like it's someone that I really wanted to get on the show and I didn't think I would. And so yeah. they're gonna be on um, next next season. But I did have a line about therapy in there where, what did I say to them? Um, where is it? <laughs> I'm wrapping up the season for 2020 next week, but already have started working on a roster for the second season and wanted to see if you'd be down to talk to a stranger for an hour semi-intimately while friends and strangers watch and interact. I can't guarantee they won't judge us, but that's what therapy is for. <laughs> yeah, like photography's been like very therapeutic for me. And yeah, the perfectionism thing in terms of like self-discovery, it's gotten me out of some dark places. Um, being able to... Um, connect with and express and hope that like other people connect with my experience with my type two bipolar disorder. Um, and like, even like my mom has said to me, like along with running, which is like another big thing for me that like photography has, has saved me. Like it's night and day from who I was four years ago. And I think a lot of people like can, can understand that feeling. No, I feel that completely like, um, photography has been a massive mental health tool for me like yeah. it, uh, this comes with me everywhere I take it to the grocery store in the before time when we were allowed to go to work it would come to work with me <laughs> before I didn't have uh, panic attacks in grocery stores but yeah so exactly um, you know, <laughs> it would go everywhere with me and uh, it's like my safety blanket um and the photography community has also been like a, an immense help. Like, you know, people like Stephanie, who, um, you know, is lucky to meet in person once, but we've stayed connected, um, you know, over the last year are amazing. People like JP and like, you know, Brian and yourself. Like, there's so many great people I've been lucky to meet because of this like great photography community that we're all part 100%. of. And what is it here? Um, Monochrome Mateus says, I think photography is in a person's head. Camera and film are just an extension of creating vision and results one is striving for. Even the best camera won't compensate for laziness. 
No, I agree with that. The camera doesn't do shit. Like you could go buy a Leica and still make complete garbage, and you can go For buy sure. a lamography camera and make something brilliant. Like I've seen, yeah, the, the lamography one because I know you've used their disposable. I love that. Um, yeah, the the incredible photography I've seen from point and shoots or disposable cameras. It just speaks to it comes down to whose hands it's in. I shot some Cinestill eight hundred in it, and it was beautiful. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the film was worth more than the camera was. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but it, it like it was beautiful, and I like I even overexposed the shit out of it because like that camera only shoots at 400, so it's like mm-hmm. 800 ISO film in, and you know it was gorgeous shots. So mm-hmm. it, it's I, I agree with that. It's it's what's in your head, and that's why you're an artist because it's your tool to get the vision that you see. For sure, can't draw for shit, but. <laughs> Press the shutter button. <laughs> Even my stick people look terrible. Like, it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> they have character. Yeah, sure. We, we'll just, we'll call it that. We'll call it character. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we we have gone over a little bit, which is not a bad thing. It's, it's kind of cool. Instagram, I noticed this on the last one with Leslie. They took away the one hour limit. Mm, yeah, I remember you saying I don't know what happened with that. Um, was there any other points that you wanted to talk about that we missed? or No, I mean, if anyone has, has other questions, I'm like down to hang. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have you on here. I really <laughs> appreciate you popping on and like, you know, with, with COVID and everything that's been going on this year, we haven't had a chance to talk much past uh, the, the last camera exchange. I know I've been uh, not not great. I think just like all socializing being like mostly online, I'm just I'm very screen averse, um, especially with my concussions. I didn't wear them for this, but I have like my orange glasses <laughs> that I that I wear to look at screens. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, just in terms of all like all my film friendships, I feel like have fallen by the wayside a little bit. Um, thanks everybody for coming. Yeah, back. Thanks for coming. Um, next week I'm going to be doing a, a holiday wrap up. So it's not going to be on Thursday. We're going to do it on Tuesday instead and be sure to pop in because Brian Brooks is going to be joining me to close off the year and we're going to have some kind of special giveaway and it's going to be a joint thing. I'm going to do something for Canadians and Brian's going to do something for Americans so that we can keep our postal systems happy. And you know, <laughs> that. So, um, you know, pop in on Tuesday for that. And, you know, thank you so much, Alexandria, for your time tonight. It was great to see you. Thanks for having me. This is really cool. Thanks everyone, thank for- everyone for your questions and your comments. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. And everyone on here. I love all you guys. All right. Best. Okay. Out there. See you later. Over the nose and wash your hands. <laughs> Stay safe. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.